in Virginia, along the Elizabeth River, you'll not find a town more ingrained with maritime history and culture than Portsmouth. Located on the eastern side of the state, this region is steeped heavily in the history of the country and known for its waterfront beauty, historic landmarks, and the thriving art scene. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of Thirsty to Explore, we're talking with Chris Richards, head brewer at the Momac Brewing Company. We discuss British pubs, brewing, local history, fartlek, and mosquitoes. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Uh, why don't you give me an introduction of who you are and what you do for the brewery? Right. So I'm Chris Richards, and I'm the brewmaster for Momac Brewing in Portsmouth, Virginia. We were the first uh, brewery in the city of Portsmouth, which is just on the east coast, um, very east coast of Virginia. And we opened in 2017, and we just uh, finished our six-year anniversary party, and uh, we're getting ready for our Oktoberfest party uh, this weekend. So um, always something going on, and um, we enjoy uh, brewing some great brews for the neighborhood neighborhoods around us, and of course uh, the area is, in general is a pretty pretty big place, and there's roughly a million people in our region. It's a considered a, a metro area. Um, it's centered around the uh, Norfolk Naval Base, which is home to the largest naval base in the world. And uh, so we have quite a few uh, military um, uh, residents and, uh, or if not, if you're not in the military, a lot of times you're contracted for the military. So it really uh, is a big powerhouse for, for that. Um, but we have a uh, few universities, um, as well in a beautiful, uh, ocean front in Virginia beach and, uh, Norfolk, uh, Norfolk and Portsmouth are much older cities, but they have that old, uh, you know, colonial charm and some, uh, historic areas for sure to explore. So maybe, uh, maybe someone from your region or just in the, I'm guessing it might be naval related, but what does MOMAC mean? So, yeah, good question. Um, MOMAC is short for Monitor and Merrimack, and it's a major uh, tunnel that joins uh, the north uh, side of Hampton Roads, the peninsula, and the south side where we're located. Um, and it's named after the two first ironclad battleships, the Monitor and the Merrimack, uh, during the Civil War. Um, they fought literally um, in those waters just around Portsmouth. And um, you can see remnants of the uh, the Merrimack uh, at the uh, Newport News um, uh, Maritime Museum. So uh, it's, it's if you like your naval history, this is definitely the place to be. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of Googling a little bit to see if if what Merrimack might mean, because, uh, you know, your website didn't say anything like that. Um, but I did yeah. come up with uh, the, the Monkey Mountain Advisory Center. And I was like, I don't think that's right. But <laughs> No, so monitor, I at least ask. Yeah, monitor Merrimack, MoMac. Yeah, um, and that's a. Uh, and if you come to uh, DC down to uh, Hampton Roads, you'll pass likely pass through the Monitor Merrimack Bridge Tunnel. It's a large, uh, probably a couple miles long, uh, with a a tunnel for uh, numerous cargo ships as well as naval ships that, that have to pass through it on a daily basis. So it's pretty. Uh, there's. It's not the only tunnel either. There's five tunnels in the area, so you'll uh, you'll get to know them as soon as you uh, see the red brake lights in front of you, because yeah. everyone comes to a halting stop for some reason. But 
when we were there, we were trying to get back over. Uh, we stayed in Hampton, Virginia, and we tried getting back uh, across over there. And I don't know what happened, but the traffic wasn't moving at all. <laughs> and we were only supposed to be going a few miles, but it told us it's going to take us an hour and a half to two hours to get there. So we kind of turned around and went somewhere else. Yeah, yeah that's pretty common, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know why some people put up with it for <laughs> years and years, but they do uh, every day. But uh, I'm fortunate I don't have to cross that every day, so I'm pretty lucky. I live on the Mississippi, so uh, if you're going back and forth, there's only so many bridges, too, which uh, in those very similar cases, if some accident on the bridge or something happens and you're kind of stuck or driving 40 minutes out of your way. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get into brewing? You said you're the, the head brewer there at Momac. Um, what's your history with that? So I, I was studying history and political science at Old Dominion University, which is the big university in Norfolk um, in, in the area, and went abroad to England and uh, entered my first real uh, true ale pub uh, sanctioned by Camera, which is a campaign for real ale in England, which is kind of like the Brewers Association uh, equivalent. And I was just blown away by the variety, the, just the aesthetics of the place um, and the, the way in which you were presented a pint of beer in England. And uh, it, it just took me, it just won me over. And I came back home and I immediately started home brewing and got as, as much into it as I could. Um, and not, not having a firm, you know, chemistry or biology background, I, I uh, decided to, uh, I would need some further education. So I did some jobs uh, for a few years in between, uh, ended up in Korea for a couple of years teaching English, um, all with the kind of idea of saving money to go back to uh, study brewing. And after uh, teaching English, I came back to the States and after saving some money and studied some biology and chemistry, um, got an apprenticeship at, at the only local brewery at the time, because this was uh, over almost 15 years ago. And then uh, finally um, found a school that brought me back to England again. And I stayed there for uh, about four months doing a, a, you know, a pretty hard core curriculum and brewing science and British brewing techniques. And uh, from there, I, I just been kind of enjoying the ride. <laughs> so with all your uh, British brewing knowledge and, and history, does that, uh, is that reflected in the beer that you, you brew at Momac there? Yeah, I really do try to, I, I, I'm obviously interested in trends and, and trying to follow new developments and hop varieties and, and so on. But uh, I, I do try to stick with some of the true to style beers. Um, one I'm really proud of is a traditional Scottish ale. And I think a lot of people, when they hear Scottish ale, they think peat malt and uh, smoky character. Um, but that really wasn't uh, what they were brewing. And in fact, they didn't even have access to hops when they were brewing a lot of their beer because they were either a fighting with England or uh, it, 
the hops were just too far south to really source. So they ended up using heather flower, which is the national flower of Scotland. And they, this stuff grows everywhere. It's, and it's, it's like a purple color. It's like a shrub and it's just gorgeous. And it changes color throughout the year. So you can see it all year round. It's all over the hills of Scotland. And they would use that as a substitute for hops. And uh, they would also use uh, honey as well. And so I, um, I brewed a Scottish uh, wee heavy with heather flower uh, from Scotland and uh, local honey. And it ended up being the second best honey beer in the nation uh, voted mm. by the uh, National Honey Board last year. So nice. we're pretty proud of that one. So I'm, I'm personally obsessed with the ocean. Uh, one of the reasons we were uh, near you guys in Virginia. Uh, so if you were going to grab some of your beers and take them out to the ocean, what would what would you bring with you? Okay, yeah. So I mean, Safe Harbor Hefeweizen. Um, if you're into traditional styles, that is just a easy German Hefeweizen that uh, we've kind of. If you bring a, a can of it, you'll see the classic uh, lighthouse designs uh, uh, on the can label. So you'll if you've been to North Carolina, the Outer Banks or like Virginia Beach, you'll recognize that style of lighthouse pretty easily. Um, and it's a, it's it's a really light beer. Um, but if um, personally, I got to take our Mexican lager. Um, that's just an, the perfect beach beer. Um, and it's uh, it's named Orizaba, which is actually the sister city name uh of our sister city in in mexico so i haven't been to orizaba mexico but uh we are certainly grateful that uh, we have a cool beer name uh named after them so that is uh certainly a definitely a good beach beer absolutely speaking of mexico i did look it up for that monkey mountain and i believe that's down in mexico so maybe <laughs> no maybe got a connection <laughs> maybe that's interesting <laughs> So at the brewery, uh, what kind of, um, other than beer, what kind of things do you got going on? You, do you have food trucks that come in? I believe I saw that online. Oh, yeah. and... um, almost, uh, almost every day we, we, you can expect a food truck. And even if there isn't one, there's an awesome uh, pizzeria next door. So you can go next door, order your pizza, and then you can just bring it right next door. And, and they have subs and sandwiches as well. So there's never a shortage of food at Momax. So um, yeah, you'll never, uh, if you're hungry, you always got an option. Um, but we have uh, events all throughout the year. Um, like I was saying, we're about to celebrate our Oktoberfest. It's the first um, Oktoberfest uh, celebration we've had. And uh, we have a amazing um Fest beer brewed for that. Um, and we have some authentic German music and some uh, amazing food as well. So it's things like that you can kind of expect throughout the year. Um, and you'll also see uh, some of our staff floating around the area doing tastings at bottle shops and uh, promoting our products. Um, at festivals and and all kinds of events throughout the year. And you also bring in like comedians and do like trivia but nights yeah, and such such. We do, yeah, we do comedy night. Um, some some pretty uh, amazing local and regional com uh, comics come by, and uh, uh, 
they'll sometimes do it for a, a charity. Um, but uh, yeah, they've uh, we've had quite a few of those. Those are those are really fun to be at, and you'll definitely definitely have a laugh. Um, we had um, we've also had a um, yeah, just a, a wide variety of different uh, events um, regularly throughout the brewery. And I know you guys, uh, I'm, a, I'm a runner, or at least I try to be. And I know you guys have a, a running club that seems to be pretty active. Yeah, um, our uh, running club is phenomenal. They, uh, they've they been gaining so much um, popularity. Uh, we had to brew a beer for them. Um, and if you're a runner, you're probably familiar with the term fartlek. Mm-hmm. And spelled F-A-R-T-L-E-K, but uh, it, people are a little uh, confused at first because <laughs> um, the way it's uh, of its spelling, but it's actually, um, it's a delicious Kolsch, uh, German Kolsch ale, and it's only four and a half percent. So after you've ran for, you know, however many miles, um, it's definitely, definitely a, a, a good beer to kind of quench your thirst and uh you maybe even have a couple others after that for sure i know you guys kind of own the whole uh the whole mo thing right so the running club is was it run run one mo mo a run some mo run some mo and you do like drink some mo and all that kind of stuff right have one mo <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I was i was looking around in your website and you know, you're, right when you go there first thing it says is that you guys are crafting a community um yeah so what do you guys mean by that so we uh you know is in including the uh run club and just kind of bringing our 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 neighbors together um we you know we'll do a lot of charity events um and get involved with a lot of local charities um one of our um uh regular patrons um had a, a serious serious uh a back injury um and we've we've now done a couple fundraisers for him at the brewery we're also getting ready to to have a a, a golf tournament um to help raise money for his recovery um and actually i was we did another uh golf tournament uh for the american diabetes association um which we're very active in um as well as uh we participated in the tour to cure for the american diabetes association so uh we do a lot of stuff like that we try to you know anytime uh, someone is in need um we're, we're out out there to help them out and uh do what we can um but you know ultimately you know we want people to to kind of get together and and despite the circumstances we want people to have a good time and to get to know each other and um we're just really proud of of what we uh produce and we just want to share it any way we can um and just get everyone together i just started a way for everyone to help the podcast if you enjoy thirsty to explore please go to our page on coffee.com and there you can buy me a drink By doing so, you can help us get to visit new breweries and make new friends who we might feature on a future episode of the podcast. Visit ko-fi.com slash thirsty2explore or thirsty2explore.com and look for the buy us a drink button. 
one thing I'm trying to do with this podcast is uh, promoting people going to breweries when they're visiting a new area um, because you do get to get a flavor of the community. So if someone was stopping in a Momac, uh, traveling through town, um, how would you guys say you represent your community um, at that the visitor might experience? Would it be we're a naval base? Is it where Virginians are? You know, how would you say that you guys represent your community? Um, I mean, I guess um, every everyone is is welcome. Um, you know, we we uh, we don't. I, there's no one I've seen that hasn't probably come from any walk of life. Um, so we're super open to uh, whatever, you know, wherever you're from, um, you're going to be comfortable where we're at. But, you know, you're definitely going to notice a, it, it, not like a strong, like, you know, military uh, vibe, but definitely like that, that kind of, coastal you know shipping and naval component is is very prevalent um uh, you know we definitely support our, our local armed forces here and and we actually um <laughs> collaborate with the submarine community and mm-hmm. brewed a beer for them and that was a lot of fun i had some some guys that you know who, who are serving on submarines come brew with me and design a beer with me and and that was really fun and now it's on tap and a lot of people are curious they want to see you know what what is uh the submariner group kind of kind of doing with us and um it's a it's just a really fun way to kind of connect with you know our um our service members and but also you know share you know, something with the, with the, those who aren't in the armed forces, like I, I'm a civilian. So, you know, I, it was a real treat for me to kind of get involved with, uh, with this group and learn a little bit about what they do and get to talk to a bunch of them and see what it's like to be on a, on a submarine. And Mm -hmm. I, I I got invited to finally go visit uh, and do a tour on a submarine. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, because you know, that's something you just aren't going to get anywhere else, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've talked to quite a few breweries um, and I, I always love the naming of beers. Uh, what is one of your favorite names that you guys have came up with? And has there ever been one that you wish they would have used, but they hadn't? Um, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, our most popular beer is our Hazy IPA. And that's got a kind of funny name. It's called um, It's called Skeeter Juice. And this is something the owner came up with um, when he was home brewing. And the way it went down apparently is they were brewing in their driveway, like a 15 gallon batch of beer, a hazy IPA. And uh, if you've been here, you know how bad the mosquitoes are. They're freaking terrible. <laughs> um, they keep people inside for, for, you know, in the evening and the mornings. But you really can't escape them. So we have, they have these like, um, I guess, mosquito planes or trucks that drive by neighborhoods and they spray their, um, you know, their repellent <laughs> in the neighborhoods um, to kind of keep a, a check on the, on those guys. And they happen to be brewing 
and during the boil that uh that truck or that that aircraft just drops their mosquito repellent right in the middle of their brew and mm. there's they could do about it and they just let it go and let it ride um while they kind of watch from their garage <laughs> and <laughs> so they dubbed it skeeter juice and uh it's it's taken off and it's definitely our number one seller for sure so yeah that's kind of a funny one one that i i can't think of one that i uh i liked that didn't get um named but um we have a another really cool name that I'm proud of. Uh, it's our it's our, actually our Oktoberfest lager that we just brought out every that we bring out every fall, and that's it's called Kaiser's Pirates. And this is a really cool story uh, specific to Portsmouth. Um, just before World War One, before the U.S. entered it, um, there were German um, ships that were attacking. Uh, a lot of British ships just off the coast of Virginia and they would literally just ram them and then just kind of take all their contraband and, um, uh, and basically steal everything they had. And the Royal Navy got obviously really upset about this and started chasing them down. Um, and on one occasion they got chased um, into the James river, right, right near Portsmouth and chased them uh, into port and they were basically trapped and they had nowhere to go because if they left, they would have gotten destroyed. So we basically like at Portsmouth kind of put them up for a little while. Um, they, they, they were kind of in, um, I guess, no man's land and they, they were allowed to kind of set up their own little village at um, the Norfolk Naval shipyard, which is located in Portsmouth. And, um, they were there for almost a year and they actually attracted a huge following. A lot of people from up north were coming down to visit them because they may have had relatives that were German. Um, they had their own little petting zoo. Um, they just made it the best they could um, while they were just kind of in, in limbo. And eventually the U.S. did join uh, the fight in World War I and they immediately became POWs. But I think it's safe to say they were treated pretty well. Um, uh, but, but yeah, they were kind of known as Kaiser's pirates and, uh, that's, that's a really fun beer, uh, that we do every fall. So it's available now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so if, if I was passing through town, which I, I had, um, and someone stopped at Momac, uh, what else would you tell them to do in the area? Um, uh, other than obviously having a beer with you guys. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're coming to Momac, um, you know, I would highly recommend going to the downtown area. Um, the downtown's got um, just some amazing restaurants um, with some local, you know, local flair. Um, obviously, we're big on seafood here, um, but you're going to find a little bit of everything. Um, this time of year, getting close to oyster season. So if, if you are uh, into oysters, this is definitely the place to be. Um, I'm actually brewing uh, an oyster IPA. Uh, for a restaurant that's right on the water in downtown Portsmouth. And um, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And the oysters are freaking delicious. And uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to, it probably doesn't make sense for a lot of people to put oysters in an IPA, but I, I tell you, I'm telling you, it, it definitely works. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you can't leave, you know, 
Portsmouth or Hampton Roads without having some oysters in the fall, you know, um, it's just not, not something you want to miss, but there's also, you know, if you have kids, there's a children's museum right in downtown Portsmouth and all in the walking distance, there's a wonderful restaurant called the beer garden. That's been a staple of Hampton Roads for decades. Um, they do traditional German food and they have amazing beers, a lot an amazing bottle list. Um, and there's also a place right around the corner called still, if you're a little more into the bourbons and whiskeys. Um, but th there's just something for everybody. And there's also, of course, great shopping and just wonderful views of the, of the waterfront. And uh, of course, a coastal, um, a, uh, a coast guard museum is there as well. Um, there's just enough to do and there's great Airbnbs, uh, bed and breakfast, uh, you name it. It's all down in Old Town Portsmouth. So highly recommend it. Yeah, when we came through, it was uh, 4th of July, actually. So we uh, hit up you guys uh, as, as I, I want to do. And then we went to the the fest that's right down on the water. And they had the uh, naval military bands playing and uh, couldn't get a lot more patriotic than than that no you can't and and it's cool because you can if you do go to downtown Portsmouth you can easily just get on a pedestrian ferry that will uh, take you for just a couple bucks across into Norfolk which is a, a, another large downtown area across the Elizabeth River and uh, that's where you were to, I guess yes, for the, yes uh, correct so you can yeah you can just take a, a short little ferry ride and it's a couple bucks and you just walk on and they take takes like 10 minutes to get across and then you get back off on the other side and it, I think it runs till 10 or 12 at night yeah I don't really have any other questions I don't know if there's anything that uh, I didn't hit on that you want to make sure people know about Momac or uh, just about visiting you guys in general um no I mean we're we're in a pretty cool uh, convenient location um if if you're you know heading down from the north uh you're 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 going to find us pretty easily off the interstate so don't be shy stop on by especially if you're passing through the outer banks a lot of people uh do travel kind of past us to go to the outer banks in North Carolina it's a big destination and we're right there if you need to grab some beer to go um but there's a there's definitely um, a community uh, here waiting for you if you are looking to relocate or if you're in the military and you're you know forced to travel somewhere else uh, we're we're going to be here for you. All right. Well, thanks for uh, letting us know about Momac and about your history, and uh, hopefully I'll be back out your way sometime soon. Hope so. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thank you. If you enjoy Thirsty to Explore, please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service and rate and comment if you're able. This is a great way to stay up to date when new episodes drop and help other people learn about us as well. The Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can search a database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help you find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your trip. I'd like to again thank Chris from Momac for talking with me. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts as well as links to brewerism. 
Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with me. 